You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode five of Psychotic and Iconic. Um, I want to give a shout out to all of our followers. Uh, thank you for liking, subscribing, and answering to all of our polls on Instagram. Uh, we've really been enjoying it. As always, shout out to Ant Saracusa for our um, our intro song. Everybody go follow him on Instagram at Just Ant. And with that, I'm going to pass it off to Mikey P, and we're going to get the show started. Yeah. Going right into the NBA Finals, guys. The Milwaukee Bucks... I can't believe I'm saying this. The Milwaukee Bucks are the NBA champions. Deservingly so. What? I know. Deservingly so. Uh, totally I mean, deserving. what? That's like, that's, I can't even process that sentence right now. I'm a little upset that we just got swept right off the board. Five, six, and six. Oh, my God. And I was contemplating five. <laughs> Nick said five without hesitation. Everything that, <laughs> everything that we predicted was the total opposite. I honestly it's feel like us. I honestly feel like I cursed Chris Paul. I curse everybody. I feel like I know you curse the Warriors. Brady, but you like the Warriors. It. I know oh against God. the Raptors. But Chris what, Paul might have cursed himself. Yeah, for but, real. But what an incredible finals! It was overall. an awesome final. Oh, like, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it was exciting. Because I'll be honest with you guys, I thought it was going to be a snoozer after the first two games. I was like, oh, well, yeah, kind this of. Is, but we already that, know who's going to win. And the reason we all thought that was is because we all thought that Budenholzer was such a bad coach. We didn't think he could adjust. And, I mean, he answered the bell. He must be watching the show. He should. Has to be. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah, tune in. I appreciate we it. We relentlessly – just let's have a flashback moment here, guys. We relentlessly shit on Giannis in round one. We relentlessly shit on Budenholzer round one, round two, and maybe even previewing this series – we took a dump on the guy, basically. I was trashing uh, Drew Holiday, too. Not so much trashing him, but I was just saying, like, he was playing like shit. Inconsistently. Yeah, and he was catching no fly floor. And, uh, and here's Chris the thing. Middleton, too. We we yeah. even, I mean, we went that direction. Drew didn't really even play particularly well on offense last night, either. His defense was yeah, awesome. Yeah, was the factor. I mean, he, yeah. he put the... He the put Chris, on Paul. Chris Paul. He yeah. really did, bro. He did, locked him up. Did you guys see what Kendra Perkins said about him today? He says he he's the best two-way player in the league right now. It's not, I mean. And, I mean, he's definitely up there, but, like, the, the best. Like, you're forgetting Giannis in that same yeah. breath, you know. Like, um, But I'm just saying, he said that today. He said it was, like, top five best teammate he's ever had. That's not he's an outrageous take. the best two-way take. player in the game. It's not an outrageous take that he's a, uh, he's definitely a top five two-way player, in my opinion, anyway. 
I can't think of five names that because, are like better. I said, he actually locked up Chris Paul. He really did. Chris Paul didn't play bad. He just he couldn't go get you thirty and forty because he was, you know, he's really getting defended. What do you think? Like, obviously Giannis was the X factor, but after Giannis, what changed this series? Like, what was it for you guys? In my opinion, it came down to coaching. I just I feel like Giannis started playing bully ball. He wasn't like. They kind of Monty Williams was also kind of getting out coached, like in terms of he was leaving Aiton on an island, and Aiton was just getting like tossed around. I mean, last night he didn't look like he belonged, he and I have scared. I have high praise for him because I'm really a big fan of Aiton. But they showed the stat today. He had 12 and six, and the per- player he was guarding had 50 and 14, and it's <laughs> like or 50 and 13. And one other crazy stat, yeah, one other piece crazy stat. Nugget. Pat Connaughton had more rebounds than DeAndre Ayton last night. And he comes off the bench for the Bucs. He had eight rebounds. That's unacceptable by every measure, literally. That is unacceptable. When I saw that, I was like, what? I actually couldn't believe it. Eight to six. I didn't know that until you just said that. And that's pathetic. Embarrassing. He out-rebounded Ayton. Ayton just didn't look ready for the moment. hurt the that because I love Ayton. (laughs) <laughs> me I'm too. He fan. looked like he was playing scared the last. He few was because you could tell in the that's, beginning that's he was me. so timid. He was hitting the front of the rim when you like normally shots that he makes, and um, but just like just watching it last night, I felt I I genuinely did feel bad for him because you could just tell he was overwhelmed by the moment. And the Bucks came out and they came out loud. Yeah. From from jump. Yeah. For me, like three H's: hunger, heart, and humility. Yeah. That's why they won. Honestly, that was the difference. Because I feel like when the Suns were up 2-0, I feel like they were kind of cocky in a way. Like, oh, we're going to win this. Because everyone then, said they would. Everybody so, was riding Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's finally going to happen for him. Yep. Finally. And, and I was one of them. Yeah, I know. I was I'll there, be too. Honest, I, was, like, I was happy for him, and I was ready to be like, all right, <laughs> this, is, this isn't a series. But yeah. you know what's funny about it? I'm actually really, really happy for Giannis. I really am. Like Dude. he played awesome. That was one of the most legendary performances I've ever seen. He's so relatable as a superstar and the humility that he shows like you just said is just like he's like egoless. Like he doesn't have an ego and he just goes out there and he plays as hard as he can all the time. He plays the game with joy. Yeah. Guys, and like, I will I will never say a bad word about him again. I, I can't. Ever, I think I was face- ever. I think I said it to you last night on Facetime. I'm like, dude, he won me over in the last seven six games. I'm like, because like, how do you not root for a guy like that? Like, seriously, how? If you watched him in this series and your takeaway wasn't, I'm impressed and I'm rooting for him, there's probably something wrong with you, or yeah. you were just a Suns fan, one of the two. I mean, even if you're a Suns fan though, you can't. You can't say anything negative about Giannis for what he did. You got to respect it. It was it was literally like just jaw dropping. Could not believe what I was watching. Straight up dominant. Two straight forty plus point performances. A fifty piece nugget. He went to Chick Fil A. Did you see that? that he went to Chick Fil A. That was awesome. He got exactly fifty pieces. And I'll tell you what, okay. I'm trying. He's gonna get a he's not fifty one, not forty nine, yeah. fifty. And I'm trying a <laughs> half lemonade, half Sprite. That sounded like slap. <laughs> I know. When he said that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> oh, like I'm going to get but, that 100%. Like the difference though between Giannis and Chris Paul in this series cuz that was like the two the two guys I was watching the most and that's the two guys that everyone's watching the most but like the difference was straight up hunger. Like Giannis said game 3 on I will not let you take this from me. He showed up. 
in, in this game six, he showed up and says, we're not going to Phoenix. There is no way under any of my being, like under all my power, there is no way we are going back to Phoenix. We're winning it tonight. And just let me carry you guys. Did That's you see what the report said. that when the Suns players were entering the building, they were bringing the champagne? Oh, in no. front of the uh, yeah. the Bucks locker room. I, yeah. I love that. And for a second, it actually was like, okay, the Suns are going to win now. Like there was a part of me that thought the Suns were going to do it. Wow. Just from I mean motivational factor. Yeah, like that. That's I, I would be motivated. Bull, bulletin board material. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Giannis's stats last night were just ridiculous. Fifty points, fourteen rebounds, two assists, and five blocks. He's all over the court. He blocked Booker. All over the place, that, man. That Booker block was awesome. I think in the final few minutes of the game, the defense from Giannis and, and Drew Holiday, it was some of the best defense I've ever seen in a game. And ever. My, my thing with uh, Giannis, too, is, man, like, Middleton was in the G League. And that was, like, his right hand. I mean, that was just awesome to see. And then, like, his post-game speech saying how, like, they push each other and how and all that, like, everything that he was just saying, man, I was just, like, I was looking at him, and I'm like, Damn, man, like, he really earned that. Like, I'm so happy for him. I genuinely admired what I saw. Because yeah. they, they went through the struggle together. They <laughs> grew together. And they were clutched together. They came out on top together. It was just crazy. I mean, Chris Middleton had a couple of daggers at the end. It was just, like, turning points. Turning and points. You when knew the there was no way the Suns were coming back from that. I had not even the slightest bit of doubt that the Bucks were winning that game. And when the, when the season starts next year, Giannis is top dog. He's the hunted. Yeah, we'll see how he reacts to that. I yep. think he's going to react like really well. He yeah. he literally went seventeen of nineteen. Off his back. Yeah. Seventeen of nineteen from the free throw line. Yeah, we need to touch on that. That and I think he missed that last one on purpose to stay at fifty. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I do actually, because he just looked like he short armed it, or he was just trying to get the clock to run out. Probably, but either way, for him to step up when he shot 62% the rest of the series and knocked down at one point he was like 15 of 16 is incredible like that can't go understated and i got something for you teams like the sixers the lakers those are teams that need to look at that because if giannis has a 62% um field goal percentage last night i don't think the bucks win that game specifically when you said sixers <coughs> ben simmons yeah but We'll come back to that, yeah. okay? Mike Simmons over I, here. We, we got to still... We I gotta, forgot. I oh, forgot Mike oh, Simmons. Of course, of course. <laughs> I forgot. Damn it. Nobody's been more tough on Ben Simmons yeah. than me overall over this whole run, okay? I stopped myself from saying something that was like Paul's fan material, by the way. All right, awesome. If, I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. He's learning. Yeah. That's why, I, yeah, that's why, why I, I had the little brief The three other right men there. in this room appreciate that. <laughs> But Yo, honestly, I, like, if you weren't inspired by, like, what you saw from Giannis and just, like, him winning, then, like, I, I, I have no words for you. Honestly, I was inspired. And I don't even play basketball. Ten years ago, he was selling DVDs and gold watches in Greece to help his family make money. And how, now he how has, long has he been in the, uh, the league? Like, seven years? Eight years? Not even? He was drafted in 2013. So eight years, right? Eight right? years. I mean, look at the way, like, just the body change, too. Like, he's I know. I saw dominating that, that photo. physical presence. Dominating. Yeah. It was bully ball. I he, mean, he, he was outstanding. Shannon I mean. Sharp put it perfectly today. He's not the best player in the NBA, but he's the most dominant. Very similar to Shaq in terms of just, like, imposing his will dominant. That's exactly what he did Offense last night. and defense. Yeah. yeah. Like, physically, that's what he whenever he wants to take over, he can. 
Yeah. Physically. <coughs> like, yeah, I mean, good like, luck the moral trying of the, to stop him under the hoop. The moral of the story is, like, sometimes you got to fail in order to win. You know what I'm saying? He's failed several times. And then the fact that, like, he was able to get over the hump, like, that's inspiring to me. Yo, not for nothing. Like, is anyone remembering that it looked like he had a season-ending injury I like, know. It's three crazy. weeks ago? He was doubtful for game okay? one. He looked like he snapped his ACL, LCL, everything in that damn knee. It looked like it snapped. It looks like game one, he was testing it. Game two, he was getting his legs under him. And game three, he's like, okay, we're good to go. Like, Let's this, go. Is, this is a heroic effort for that alone. Yeah. No one is even talking about the injury. Unless he pulled a Paul Pierce. No way. <laughs> that is still the craziest thing ever. Left he on a structure because he had to take a shit. <laughs> yeah, he shit himself. I'm it's sorry. It's just so crazy because everybody shitted on him for signing with Milwaukee. That you know the five year deal. Like, oh man, he's never gonna win again. Like he's never he's never gonna win. So it's like the fact that he won with that team is just awesome, man. And it's like, not the best big three in the league. It's maybe not no. even the it's best. It's not a super uh, team. No, it's, it's not. not. It's a it's a normal regular good team. So salute. You guys, you guys see that video? It was it was like. It might have been Twitter or whatever. This is the best. Um, it was Giannis. Like, remember that one time where he like, like lost a pass and hit James Harden in the face. Yeah. He's like, Giannis doesn't believe in super teams, and he threw the O'Brien Trophy in yep. James Harden's face. It was <laughs> I great. It, it was love great. It. I wish I could share that on here, but I did want to share something about the free throws that I read, and I don't know if you guys heard this, so I'm gonna read it to you. Okay. Giannis shot 17 and 19, which I just said, right? But apparently he practices free throws by making his coaches and his girlfriend while carrying their baby run every time he missed a free throw. Quote, seeing people pay for his mistakes was torture for him. And the man learned how to shoot free throws. Wow, that's, I didn't even know that. I know this that. is that's, what I read. And this is, this, is, this is no joke. That's like, great this information. Is, this is a verified source right here. I'm not going to say who. There's a full story on it, though. That's, no, that's called, not I didn't fail that's called pushing yourself to be better. Yeah. I mean, he didn't want to fail himself or his people. Yep. Getting uncomfortable. Or his team. Wor working on everything that you're uncomfortable with in practice. Honing in on it and making yourself better so that you are not a liability at the end of games for your team. I mean, is it time to touch on Ben Simmons then? Because th there's no better time, I think. Like, we're going to obviously keep talking about the finals, but, like, the slant here, I would say, like, if you're Ben Simmons, right, guys? If you're Ben Simmons yep. and you're watching this series, which I don't know if he did. Like, he, he looked like he was celebrating his birthday and shit. So I don't know if he was watching the series. Um, but if you're Ben Simmons, there is no better player to model yourself after right now, especially given the fact that he doesn't want to shoot. So, okay, if you don't want to shoot, which would be great, like he should be shooting mid-range, and it looks like he can, but he just doesn't do it, okay? If you're Ben Simmons, model yourself after Giannis. You're physically dominating, right? Yep. I mean, Giannis is definitely more physical and has better touch under the rim. Get aggressive. But Ben is probably more skilled... Around the hoop. Given the fact that he has a handle alone, Ben has the 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 better skill of the two. Ben That's, Simmons should look. I don't look, know. I, mean, Giannis, I don't know. Giannis, Giannis is pretty skilled. Yeah, but he's not necessarily a skilled guy. He's just a physically dominant force. There's a difference between the two. That's what I'm trying to explain to you right now. Ben Simmons he doesn't necessarily can, have skill. You know what I mean? Like he's he just takes over games. Like we said, like. Good luck stopping him. He's dunking on you. He's fucking like running past you. If he, I was Ben Simmons a, a and I'm looking at but Giannis, but that's skill in itself. 
I mean, sure, but like just I got without you. taking it so literally, Ben I got Simmons yeah. has more tools in the shed. Like they're the same two players. Otherwise, Ben Simmons is somebody stole is his Giannis, tools. Yeah, Giannis, like the Giannis mentality. That's what Ben needs to have. The Giannis mentality of going at it every single play, giving it your all every single play, and just being aggressive. That's all he has to do. Two issues. That's it. Well, one issue. Ben is too cool to do that, number one. Number two, if I'm Ben Simmons, I'm staring at Giannis and saying, that's what I can be if I get in the gym and don't practice shit that I'm already good at. Right, because it looks like he actually does practice. If you practice something... Practice what you're weak at. If you practice something for three months in the offseason of the summer, every single day, the way you portray you do on Instagram, you at least marginally increase. He's marginally decreasing. So all that shows me is that he's in the gym... Not doing what he, he's only doing it on Instagram. He's not in the gym, uncomfortable with people making him uncomfortable, putting himself out there, not trying to look cool, going in there looking like a fool, all the you know, whatever, taking jump shots that you're not comfortable with, even though it's weird because when he shows the videos, he does look comfortable doing it. But he just doesn't look like he's working the way Giannis is. It's he's just not. And the proof is you couldn't be on the floor in the playoffs. I mean that's so. that that was my instant takeaway because obviously yeah. you're seeing the Sixers fans panicking like, oh my god, like <laughs> this was our shot, like the Bucks fucking won, the Bucks this was our chance, us. like it would have been the same outcome. We would have been winning it in six. We would have lost to the Bucks. It would have been the same thing. I don't even want to think about it because honestly, they didn't deserve to be there. So I didn't even yeah. give that the time of day. But I was just like, you know, if you if you want something to take away here, that's the obvious no brainer. Is Ben Simmons just just follow Giannis's footsteps. Oh. Because he he could literally, if he put it all together, he'd be better. Side he note, has more tools in the shed. And B didn't wish him a happy birthday yesterday. I saw that. But he yep. but he wished Ruben Frank a happy birthday. I noticed or not that. Ruben Frank. It was um not Ruben Frank. The Sixers guy. Uh, yeah, I can't think of his name. Michael Rubin. Yeah, Michael, Michael Rubin. Ruben Frank. He he Same wished thing. him a happy birthday on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. That was very. Weird. I was actually looking for it because Ben kept posting every yeah. single person. And I'm that trying said, to find birthday. out. Like, okay. I'm trying to look I for a source Shake to Milton. see if they've spoken since they got eliminated. Weren't they living together though? At one point, they the were because they were spending time together to get more acquainted. Yeah, and they and were all cool. good terms. I just think that. But I think that Embiid feels like yep. he was failed by him because Would he, he wouldn't work on the things that yeah. he was weak at. Especially when Embiid's out there playing on a on a torn meniscus. Come on, man. I agree. That's the definition of giving it your all, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, Ben Simmons was just lost. And we're not trying to make this a Ben Simmons conversation. That wasn't my intention, but I just kept thinking of the parallels. It's like, this could be you, bro. The comparison. Like, you don't want it? Yeah. You, you would be revered like Giannis right now. want it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could be, like, everyone, Giannis is everyone's hero right now. This could be you. Like, you don't, like... How do you not desire that? That that is exactly what you should want right now. Yeah, but fuck him. Let's move on. Yeah, fine. Fair I, enough. I'll I'll be honest, sick, I'm getting sick in my stomach. Let's go back to uh, DeAndre Ayton. I'm yeah. really happy the Suns lost because I think his market's going to crash. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to be scooping up some PSA tens in the off season. So yeah. I think he's a buy. I think the hype, you know, for next season is going to be outrageous. Were there any other value plays that you happened to notice or research from this series, the two teams here? Like, were there any other players that you deem investable? Like, keep an eye on them right now. And if not, that's okay. Like, this is a total question out of left field, but this is how we want our people to think too. You know? Probably CP3 because his market's going to crash. So, but if so, if he gets traded to the Lakers, I can see that thing going 
crazy high with him and LeBron. What about Cam Johnson? And AD. Cam Johnson was a he's he played lights out. I like that kid uh Cameron Payne. Yeah. But long <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't see that, you know, being an a smart investment, you know, but I see DeAndre Ayton is some guy that I'm really looking at. And what about like a Mikhail Bridges or um, even Bobby Portis, who's like, <laughs> Bobby he's like Portis. a meme kind of guy. You know what I mean? Is, like bro. the meme guys, they shoot up in value, don't yeah. they? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not investing in Bobby Portis, but like <laughs> I, DeAndre Ayton is somebody that, you know, stuck out to me. I know he had a shitty game last night. So, but for me, it's like his market's going to crash because of that. Right. But if I see him, you know, long-term potential on him or short or short-term, I'm going to jump on that. So in the offseason, I'm, I'm scooping him up. Yeah. So how about this, guys? You want to talk legacies right now? Because I think that's the next thing. We're, we're sitting here talking about Giannis and CP3. Let's start with Giannis. That's the obvious one. Legacy, I mean, it's sealed, right? He's he's going to go down as one of the greatest ever when he's done. I think he's, he's done. already catapulted himself into that discussion of talking about great players. Like, I don't think he's a top five or a top ten but I'm just saying, he's going to start to get into that discussion. Number one, the monkey's off his back. So that pressure of winning a championship is gone. That's major. Let me give you guys something right here. This caught my eye. Giannis joins Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon as the only players in NBA history to win a regular season MVP, a finals MVP, and defensive player of the year award. Which I is mean, bullshit exclusive. Have that. I mean, didn't he have two, though, Giannis? What? Two defensive player of the year. No, two no. MVPs. Back to oh, back yeah, I'm MVPs. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm saying uh, LeBron should, so. should have a defensive player of the year. Over Marcus and uh Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Cry me a river over there. Probably. Ben Simmons should have had one, too. But that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, yeah, Giannis, I mean, that's that's an unbelievable stat right there. He's already in elite company. Because you're company. looking at, like, that's one of the, like, if not the top three centers, he's, like, right up there. And Hakeem the Dream. And, and then Michael Jordan the GOAT. In. You heard me. In. And in the super team era. It's not going to work. See you two more. <laughs> I almost got him triggered. I was trying. <laughs> in the super team era, this championship for Giannis is going to really, really, really stand out. The same way LeBron's Cleveland ring stands out. I agree with that, Mike. That's a great take. Yeah. That's a great take. I agree with that. The, it, the ring stands out. And it was earned. It wasn't given. He didn't. He didn't jump. He didn't run from it. Run from the grind. Um, I just like, like I said, man. I mean, I think he really catapulted himself and his legacy and everything you talk about with greats in the game. Like he is now a historic player. Guys, he's only twenty six and he already has a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, that's, that's what insane I mean. to me. He's yeah. older than I'm older than him. I know. <laughs> he's already in the Hall of Fame, pretty much. Yeah, yeah we're old. No, as without shit. a doubt, <laughs> we're old as shit. Oh come like, on, I know. he's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. I'm, right, I'm joining the is. 30s club in two weeks. He, jo he joined <laughs> We're the Hall of Fame. Last night, he joined the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Unquestionably. Like, he's yeah. he's going to go down as one of the greatest ever. Yeah. That's what he Kendrick that's what happened said it last today. night. Second best greatest. power forward ever behind Tim Duncan. That's so, what he can get to. So, if he lost the finals, but he was putting up 35 points a game, 13 rebounds, he played outstanding in the finals, and he lost, I, th I still think he would be in the Hall of Fame. Back-to-back -back MVPs, playing lights out yeah. in the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying last night. Oh, yeah. It's, it was like it's cemented, it cemented his legacy last night. You put up night. 50 and 13 in a closeout game six at home? In 20 years, we're going to be watching out on the NBA Classics. 100%. That's a hardwood classic. <laughs> I mean, that's the difference between him and Chris Paul in this series. I feel like he just yeah. grabbed the bull by the horns. And Chris yeah. Paul, 
Like he he had issues in moments that mattered. And turnovers and a lot of just turnovers. missing shots. I, I actually mean, dribbling the ball away. I've never seen that from him in my life. That pressure. However, I actually don't think the loss really affects Chris Paul the way some people do. Or Yo, some people will say. I will say this, just He's going Dan back Marino. to my own quotes. My own Funny quote said that. was, if he wins, I'm likely to catapult him in my top five off of that. If he doesn't, I'm not so sure I'm ready for it. And guess what? I'm not ready for it. I still I'm am. So, I'm still feel, with that. I feel bad yeah. for him in some ways. Like, he's going to probably get there. But I, I feel bad, but I don't at the same time. I actually was like, you know, like all those people saying like, sorry, Chris Paul. Like, no. You know what? You should be saying like, congrats, Giannis. That's what you should be doing. Do you think he goes back to uh, Phoenix? Yes. I think Monty Williams is an outstanding coach. And I loved what he did in the Bucks locker room, congratulating them and then saying like, you made us a better team. And, and so you think he coach. goes back to the Suns for that? I, I, I think he does. I think they have a really tight relationship, and I think you know they have a chance to, to, to go back. So let me ask you a question. Next year, if I were to say, I heard this this morning on First Things First, are the, are the Suns more likely to get eliminated in round one or make the championship again? What would you say? Ooh. I'm saying eliminated in eliminated round one. Eliminated in round one. I agree. I mean, they missed their opportunity. This is a wide-open NBA Finals, and this is why it doesn't sit well with Sixers fans. And the thing was, this was their chance. I agree. I said this to you last night, bro. The Suns, they did play an injured squad every single round until they got to the finals. AD was out, Jamal Murray was out, and then Kawhi tore his ACL. So they were never playing a team of full strength. And the Bucs didn't have DiVincenzo. Not that he's a big superstar. But also, Mike, I think that they were hot entering the finals and they cooled off. That's kind of yes. how it was, and the Bucs actually got hot. They peaked. That's kind of how it went. They peaked in the second round. That was when they were legitimately like playing the best basketball. And also, the Bucks' defense just shook them up. I think as soon as they, as Drew soon as Holiday they locked, them locked up, up Chris Paul, dude, and then PJ Tucker bothered Devin Booker. I mean, yeah, like I De- said on episode two, he was bothering him because he's able to bother KD. He can bother Devin Booker, and that is literally what I said. It and was what it. you said. Devin Booker and Chris Paul were not clutch at all. They, they were do missing. It. They were Devin missing Booker had an right. awesome game three or four. One of them he dropped forty. But I love D Book. Well, you know yeah, what? He'll good. probably he'll probably come back better from this because he, he saw some defense that he hadn't seen before. Yeah, and they Chris zoned Paul in on even. Him. I mean, Chris Paul is unguardable. Basically, a plethora of moves. Yeah, he's literally unguardable, and he does everything so well. This is the first time I feel like I've seen him so uncomfortable ever. Yeah, I mean, really, he was making he, he really uncharacteristic composed, right? turnovers. He did I'm it last like, night. He lost like a dribble. I'm like, dude, you've been in the league for 16 years. There's no way you should be making these. He's never been on that stage. And it was though. it was happening yeah, but you're all the time. It happened. 16 years for real, dude. I know, I get it. But I he's never it. even he's only been to the Western Conference Finals one time. Yeah, but how is Giannis more comfortable than than CP3? Like to me, it's like it's all mental, man. It's all mental, honestly. And by the way, back to your question, Mike. I mean, I can't instantly say he's going back to the Suns. I know Nick, with, Nick, like, right, you know, Suns. We're going to get to a segment later yeah, yeah. where we're going to be able to d- dive a little bit more into that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking we're about. We're going to put that on pause, but yeah. wink, wink. I mean, yeah. LeBron's his best friend. Yeah. So That's your boy, Mike. You know, LeBron thinking, right? Yeah. So we'll talk we're about gonna, that. We're going to put that on pause. All right. Um, I mean, other than that, like, I, I feel like. I just have to point out again, like Drew Holiday, this this was a pre-processed sixer. He was an all-star. The the guy looked like a child when he was on our team. This is eight years ago. We traded him for Nerlens Noel 
and cap relief, essentially. I, I mean, I was one of those Drew Holiday guys. I I'm love not, Drew I'm Holiday. A, I, I love the process. I'm a hanky guy. I just have to throw it out there, though, because they didn't really recoup anything from that trade. So here's the thing. The issue with that was they missed on Nerland's Noel. And that's Big okay. Miss. It's okay. I didn't like that pick, personally. No, because he couldn't do anything besides play defense. He yeah. was just long and lanky. Right. However, he was built like Scafidi. Shout out, Ant. Love you. But <laughs> my thing is, at the time, it was the right move. But the Sixers have like an uncanny ability of trying to make B-level players an A, and it doesn't work. They did it with Drew Holiday. He wasn't. He can't carry a team. But go put him in a role on the Bucks and on the Pelicans— and he is fantastic. They did it with Andre Iguodala. That yeah. was, I was just getting ready to say that. They did it to Iguodala. He got him to the first round of the playoffs against the Bulls. He goes to Golden State, plays his role, super, uh, finals, finals MVP. MVP is crazy. He goes to the Heat. He's in the finals again. So they just, you can't make B-level players and A. It doesn't work like that. It just, it just doesn't. Like, so it, it's tough to say that. I don't want, it's 2013 and now it's 2021. So I don't want to go like that. But at the time, what the plan was, it worked. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I would, I would go back and, and take back what happened. I was the, just pointing out that there yeah. were a lot of people who were just realizing this in the past 24 hours. Or like Drew Holiday was legitimately traded for Nerlens Noel and Cap Relief. And they're, they're freaking out. But also, like, I'm one of those guys that was on record where I wanted us to trade for him before the Bucks got him. I thought he was a perfect compliment for our been roster. Great. He would have been great coming back. And it fits the defensive mold, too. I mean, you know, it's just crazy. I always admired Drew Holiday, though. I, I, I really him. liked him on the Sixers. Um, also wanted to point out for all those salty-ass Sixers fans that we took Michael Carter-Williams over Giannis. Oh, my God. I read that. Let today. that sink in. I just laughed. Yeah, that, let that sink that's in. That's his thing forever. <laughs> he won, he won rookie of the year, and I'll never forget his first bucket as a Sixer. He stole the ball and ran full court and slammed it, and everybody was ready. I know I was. I loved him. And then he was. I never got on that train. I'm sorry. Right on schedule with Nerlens Noel and Jaleel Okafor and the list goes on. Countless others. Yeah, exactly. And we would have missed on Embiid, and and he fell in our lap because we would have had Jabari Parker or Andrew Wiggins. Jabari Parker blows. Andrew Wiggins is, he gives you 18 points, but he's not impactful. So I got a question for you guys. Sure. If Chris Paul does go back to the Suns, right? Yeah. Hy hypothetically speaking. Yep. Who has the better chance here? Bucks repeat or the Suns go back to the finals? One more time. One more time. Crickets, huh? Bucks repeat. Bucks need, repeat? Yeah. I need that question one more time. CP3 is back with the Suns. We're just saying... Hypothetically speaking, right? Mm -hmm. Who has a better chance? The Bucks repeating or the Suns going back to the finals? Bucks. That's interesting. I'm not thinking twice. I yeah. Mean, Bucks. They, even, they had a recipe even, there. Even in the same conference as, as the uh, the Brooklyn Nets with KD? Here's my three-headed Yeah, because hypothetically, yeah. if they beat them, like that, that's the hardest hurdle they have to face. In my opinion, they already proved that they could beat the Suns. If it was a rematch, let's say, I mean, I'm... I don't see how you can't take the Bucks. And teams are going to make moves. And the West, and we're assuming everyone's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. The West is going to be big time next year. I mean, the Lakers aren't, like I said, the Lakers were probably the third seed if AD and LeBron don't go down. That That is a given. They were the second or third seed. They just got hurt. So if, the, if they're the four seed, just call it the Suns, the Mavericks, the Jazz, I mean, they kind of flail out every year, but... 
the West is tough. Right? They they really are, and I just I don't think I don't see the Suns getting back. That's why I said like. I would I would put money on they were a first round exit over getting back to the finals. I mean let's let's put this on paper right now. Actually, <coughs> do you guys think the Bucks will repeat? I do not. Yes or no? No, no. no. Neither do I. No. Do you no. guys think the Suns are getting back to the championship next year? No. No. So, in that circumstance, how do you upgrade either roster? And I mean, well, I I I me personally like. <laughs> I think the Suns might have a better chance because I think DeAndre Ayton's going to take another big step next year. So you think that they just get better through growth? Yeah, and then they're going to be together again for another year. So they're going to have, like, camaraderie. So I think they would have a really a better chance than the Bucs repeating, in my opinion. Even though the the West is loaded, but they're still a good team. They only lost 21 games in the regular season. But I think, think though, with the Bucs, like I said, about getting the monkey off their back and things like that, the same way I said, I feel like the Clippers found out a lot about themselves in that Mavericks series, and I think it was the best thing that could have happened to that group. I think the same thing applies to the Bucks right now. All that adversity. They were down 2-0 to Brooklyn. They won Game 3. They were leading by 20 in Game 4 before Kyrie got hurt. So it's not like, you know, like when Kyrie was out there, they were trashing the Bucks in Game 4. They were not. That's, that's, a, that's false. And not for nothing, dude. Like, the Nets were... What an inch away from beating the Bucks? Yeah. If Katie's uh, toes news weren't you. on the line, and I got it was over. True. And I got news for you. We're gonna have a different discussion right now <laughs> if it wasn't for that. The like, Suns would have beaten the Nets in the finals without Kyrie. The Suns would have beaten the Nets. I. Uh, they were dude. deeper, and they didn't have anybody to fuck with Aiton. I agree with that because Harden was like. Was not Harden. Well, I, actually, Nets, I gained respect, no, no, respect no, no. for him. I, no, no, respect. He was all out there. Day. Play, he yeah. was give, I mean, he had twenty two in that closeout game in Game Seven. But he was like terrible, dude. I've never seen. He actually couldn't walk. He couldn't even shoot. It was bad. I know. It was. It was. I mean, salute to him for going out there and giving it his all. Oh yeah, like, no, I like I don't that. Knock that. But I think the Suns actually would have. I think the Suns would have beaten the Nets. The Nets have nothing Kyrie. behind those three. So if you're missing one, it's yeah. And like I said, the shot. only reason I can't the only reason I can't go all in on the Nets, even next year, I think the Nets are gonna be great next year. I do. The reason I can't go all in on them winning, uh, dude, Kyrie Irving is not Kyrie Irving of Cleveland. He's not focused on basketball. Yeah. He's erratic. You yeah. never know what you're getting with him. Like somebody said, like, oh, would you trade Ben Simmons straight up for Kyrie? And like on the surface, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, give me Kyrie Irving. But you had to think about it. But right? then, like, I'm thinking, and I'm like, I don't know if I want that headache because and you I don't count know. On him. I don't at least know. Ben's gonna play. Yeah, like I don't know if I can what Kyrie I'm getting. So like, there's a part of me that's like, no, I actually wouldn't do that trade just because of his behavior. I'm surprised to hear that from you, but I don't blame you. But for that's feeling a, that that's way. a sensible thought though, because it's like one minute he's being an activist, the next minute he's eliminating bad energy with with smoke. Sometimes availability is the best ability. Yeah, so that's it's just like a fact. And like I said, Kyrie Irving's an awesome player. And Kyrie Irving, if he was Kyrie Irving of Cleveland with Embiid, would be serious. I do not want Kyrie Irving on the Sixers. The dude thinks the earth is flat. Okay? So, I don't want him at all. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. He's just too erratic for me. What a dunce. (laughs) Let's call a spade a spade That's exactly why I just, I can't fully get behind the Nets. I really can't. I love that word. I can't. It's not nearly used enough. Guys, let's stick with basketball. Did you guys see the 1986 Michael Jordan PSA rookie go for 840K? Oh, you mean the GOATS rookie? The GOATS rookie, yeah. Yeah. Second best ever, I know. And I I was like, The GOAT, Mike? 
840k like i did it was a record high and then so what i did was i looked at the the most recent one uh psa 10 and on april 29th that sold for 415k so i'm like why did it 2x right so then i dived into it and i started reading and i just learned this myself like i'm learning as i go too but like i'm excited to hear this right so and I, I mean, look, I, I know like all PSA 10s are not created equal, right? Like I have 10s in my in my stash that like are the same card, but if I look at one versus the other, I could see one's more centered than the other, right? So they're not all created equal. So I knew that. But um, on that card, it had a 5% sticker, which means the 5% is, it was the uh, top 5% of vintage cards uh, as, in terms of overall condition even in a 10, right? So I'm talking coloring, centering, um, surface, edges, So like corners. actually perfect. It was perfect, right? Like legit perfect, almost. Like MJ's game. So top 5%, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm Are like- Are we really doing this all night? Please. Oh yeah. I want all the smoke. I'm getting them stupid. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm like, okay. So like, you know, but it makes sense, right? So you're buying a piece of art. Right. So if would you rather have like one painting that, that, you know, that's the same as the other, but one's a little fucked up than the other one, like the surfaces are, are like this one, this surface is scratched. This one's not. But but they're both tens. True collector. I want the 10 that's not yep. scratched, even though this one says 10. So for me, it's like I understand why it's it, it went for 2x. Now, on PWCC's website, this is what that, that was the auction that it, it sold for. And on their website, this is their quote on their, on their website. Not all cards within the same grade are created equal, right? Cards in the top 30% of the I appeal scale statistically garner superior market prices up to 200% of the market average for cards at the top of the range. PWCC has the data to prove it. So like I said, that if I have two tens, one centered more than the other one, I'm, I'm obviously going to take the one that's more centered. It's a piece of art. You're you're going to pay a premium for that one because it's it's the eye appeal. Yep. So you're paying for art, and I thought that was really interesting. And I I can't believe that like it really like two xed, like it went up two hundred percent since April 29th. But the condition on the April 29th one is not you know the same condition. Now, was as there the a one noticeable difference between those two? I didn't see the back to back one that the one I was talking about on April 29th sold on eBay. So, um, Oh, okay. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So like, I found that really interesting. So, cause I was like, Whoa, 840 K I've never seen that before. It's and I'm like, why did it sell for that much? But it was because it had the 5% sticker. So it gives collectors an idea. Okay. Like this is one of the best condition on cards. That's that crazy. See. And I thought Absolutely. that was super interesting and that was really cool. So, yeah, uh, let me ask you though, that I got a follow up question sure. for you. Okay. So where do you think this card could rise in the future? And what do you think it means for like other goats cards? Okay. Uh, to be honest with you, this is a million dollar card. If I had 400,000, 400, I would still buy the one that's not as centered because I still think that's going to be a million dollar card. Damn. One day. And I think Tom Brady is going to be a million dollar card one day. I think LeBron James is going to be a million dollar card one day. I was going to ask you that. It's, 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 it's in due time it's going to happen. <laughs> right. I mean, but it's, it's, it's no brainer for me. They're million dollar pieces. They're art. That's crazy, dude. Just, you know, just saying they don't make them anymore. dollars for a card. Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, it's almost our, it's almost there. 
I mean, 840K. It is there. Yeah. It's what like, are we doing wrong in our lives right now? <laughs> a lot. This is why yeah. we have Nick, though. Yeah. I know. So I, I, I find it really interesting, man. It was just. It I was, want you to find a million dollar card for us. Well, like, I, come on, bro. Like, I almost had one. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go there. Yeah. We'll talk about that in another episode because uh, me and it Nick, was a really good story. Me and, and Nick made a really, really bad mistake. Yeah. Let's just call a spade a spade. We fucked up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a bad mistake. Oh, I'm gonna need to we hear this really, off the record, okay? Yeah, no, we like badly fucked up. Yeah, you, can, oh, you no. can't even imagine the story. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk Save about that, that later. for later. Save that for yeah. later. Yeah. But didn't you just tell us about a LeBron card, like something that uh, might have been a tops? Yeah, or... LeBron's 2003 tops Chrome PSA 10. Uh, that's going for about 18.2k right now. Um, it's up about. It was. It's in the last 30 days. It's about. It's up about. 25 percent i think which is crazy but it's due to space jam space, right? jam space jam hype and everything so it definitely helps lebron's case and his cards and i see <laughs> lebron being a million dollar card i think i mean i his his after basketball life is going to be unbelievable his impact oh, yeah. his impact yeah man. his he is like, like he's, he's like legitimate. culture he is a global icon icon right and he gave players confidence and people confidence to speak their mind change teams he is the ambassador of fuck the way everything used to be done i'm taking control of my life and that's that really is the truth and that's going to stick with him forever bro there's legitimately like very few athletes that have that like eternal flame where they, they Muhammad Ali never grow old. It doesn't matter the time period. They will forever be. They'll be known by everybody in every generation. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Gretzky. Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky. Like Wayne go. Gretzky has has um, records that like literally can't be broken. Legitimately, <laughs> like Wilt Chamberlain records that just. This is why yeah, I'm saying to you, be, like. As much as I am an MJ, the goat guy, LeBron yeah. is is a goat in his own right. Like oh, yeah. he's going to be on that, even Mount Rushmore, if you want to call it that. Like he's he's just one of those guys. He's yeah. going to be the eternal flame forever. Yeah, Honestly, that's dude, how he is. If I had 18, 19k, I'm I'm buying one. 100 percent I, yeah. I I think that card is going to Yeah, if you could just blow that money bananas. If you have money like that. And you can just afford to buy that and put it in a safe and let it sit for 10, 15 years, 20 years. And I mean, honestly, it would be the perfect time right now. Like, I feel like because, like, LeBron's at the tail end of his career, right? Yeah. So as soon as he announces he's retiring, that card is going to, like, 4X. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. And you know what else, though? I think he's one of those <laughs> guys, like, almost in a Tom Brady sense where as we get closer to the end slash... When it is over, he will be appreciated much more. Who? LeBron. LeBron. Oh, I thought the you person. said Tom Brady. I'm sorry. Oh, I already love Tom Brady as it is now. Yeah. But, like, the the way LeBron is as a person, charitable, um, just he's been – he's a family man. He's been with the same woman for, what, since high school? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's like an admirable person. He's a good person. Yeah. So Built a I really do. Kids. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the I Promise School is the, one of the best stories you ever hear. I just think that, and I think obviously he's going to appear in some more movies and. Yeah. Um, he just needs to not be as stiff. Yeah. Just yeah, and we're going to touch on that. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I I just think that he's a very likable guy. He had a couple of mistakes, like speaking about um, China and 
political comments that might have been like you know misinterpreted or whatever yeah um but yeah but i know. think that like in 20 years down the line that's not even gonna matter exactly those that, comments are gonna be blown over it's not gonna, it's not gonna be relevant you no, know it's, it's not. just gonna be yeah because a lot of people just love to hate on them i think you know what Let's talk about Space Jam. Let's do it. Let's do it. Spoiler Welcome alert, to though. The Space Jam. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I, yeah. Spoiler alert, yeah. man. Let's talk about it. So let's talk about let's it. Talk about it. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's talk about it. So I, everybody here watched it, correct? Yeah. Yes. I watched it the morning it came out. I woke up early before work, and I've watched it already four times total. Holy four! Shit. Four times. Jesus. You really do love that man. I and I love Space Jam. I love LeBron too. Like I have to, I have to remind you that even though I'm busting your balls over yeah. here about MJ versus LeBron, I really do love LeBron. Yeah, of course, dude. I it's have just, both their jerseys. Yeah. So. I'm warming up to them. Yeah, I don't love. So them. with Space Jam, <laughs> when the critics came out, I was sitting on the couch and I read it. I was with Allison, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, Space Jam got trashed in the premiere, and she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. And I was reading their reviews, and they're saying like borderline unwatchable and this, that, and the third, and I'm like. I'm like, what? I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, it's got to be just hate. So long story short, I, I wake up, I watch it, and I actually like genuinely love the movie. But to me, you had to watch that movie with an open mind that it was, you can't compare it to the first one. The first one is a legitimate classic movie of all time. And everyone even told you that, and they yeah. still seem like they're and doing that. LeBron said this movie has nothing to do with the first. Zero. They did it. Yeah. So it was even a totally different uh, which plot, totally different. So the thing was, is that for me, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it had a lot of great messages. Um, I thought they overdid it a little bit with the branding for LeBron, but I can't fault him for that because he's growing his brand. So I get it. Expand on that. Calling him king, his label on everything, on the shot clock, it had LeBron followers. I'm um, like Lola, like, a, like calling him King, like Lola said, come on, King. And Wasn't then, that his logo on the ball, too? With his son. Right? Yeah, Wasn't at the it? end on his son, Dom. Um, so there were just some things like I laughed at, and I'm just like, all right, whatever, man. That's cool. Um, I thought the Michael Jordan part, part to me, I thought was brilliant. That was one of yeah. my favorite parts. Yeah. Like, I was like, laughing my ass. So yeah, here's me the funniest too. thing. <laughs> I was not so When I saw the shoes, yeah. I started laughing. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. They really put him in there. He's going to give a halftime speech. This is great. And then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this, now they're going to say, oh, LeBron needed a halftime speech to beat the goon squad. <laughs> is it weird that I actually thought it was going to be Michael B. Jordan? So did, I just oh, like, no. I thought it okay. was going to be him. So as soon as I saw Michael B. Jordan, I started cracking up. I'm like, that is awesome. Like, so in so like ingenious. It was great. I thought it was awesome because they said like Michael Jordan makes an appearance, but not in a way you suspect, and that was perfect. And um, so I thought that was a troll also to people. Um, but I thought the overall movie was fantastic from a creative standpoint, a family standpoint, and I think the message behind it of listen to your fucking kids was amazing. When the part of him and his son on the court when they had their moment and he was talking to him like, oh, I don't know if I'm doing this right and things like that. Like as a dad now, it made a tear run down my face because like I felt that because it's like, you know, man, like some, some parents don't and they force their kids to do things. How many movies have you seen where you've seen their, their, the dad forcing something on their son? And it's like, you know, like people say like, Oh, what if your son likes soccer? Cause I'm like, I'm not a soccer fan. And I'm like, all right, well I'm gonna have to learn, learn to like soccer and I'm gonna go cheer him on. Yeah. So like, 
listen to your kids. Like, I thought it was great because he's a family man. And like I said, as a parent now, man, like, I, that was really touching. And I just, like, I don't understand how somebody watches that movie and puts out those reviews so badly on it. I, like I said, I mean, just everything. Like, when Al G steals his phone and that's how you get the people to the game because he stole the passcode. And I think, like, it showed humility on LeBron's part because he poked fun of himself. Like, when he said, I'm Robin. Uh, then when they were making fun of him about leaving Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland, and then, oh, well, now he's on the Lakers. What do you think he's going to do? So I just think overall, I thought it was a really well put together movie. Now, was LeBron the best actor? No, but that was his first movie taking on a lead role. That isn't easy. Like, he was a little stiff. I mean, there were some parts where he, where he did well, yeah, yeah. but there was also some parts where he I'm laughing exposed, too. You yeah. know? He got but, exposed. But there you go. Making yourself vulnerable. Yeah, so I'll, I'll that be was honest. that was my final take. I thought the movie was great, and I think everybody should go see it and apply it to your life if you have kids. Yeah, no, I agree. I loved the movie. I thought it was very creative. Um, I don't understand the hate, to be honest with you. Uh, like you said, you gotta, you know, watch it with an open mind, right? So I just like it because I think it was geared towards kids, and LeBron's always been that way. I mean, he built a school for kids. He's a family oriented guy and that's what the movie was about pretty much it was family it was kids it was about happiness you know like you like you know like you said um i i I really enjoyed the message in that whole movie and i found a couple couple nuggets in there did you guys notice when he dropped down to uh the looney tunes uh universe that as soon as he hit the ground the indent was a nike symbol yeah Yeah. i love that (laughs) that was creative as shit and then the uh the debris that came up was like was a it, it formed a yeah a, a net and a ball yep. going through. I thought that was super cool. Um, and uh, did you guys notice that um, when they were playing video games in the the algorithm thing or the the digital world, they had monitors, which I thought was fucking weird because like you're in a digital world, why the fuck you have monitors? You could watch and like you could play in, on a fucking massive screen. Right. Yeah, that's like, I didn't it, think of that. Like, I, I thought that I, was I, like I didn't think really of that weird. I thought that was really weird. Um, and here's another funny part that I really fucking enjoyed because it really tied into like LeBron's career, right? Um, Al G said, "Well, if it isn't the old Looney Tunes, just looking as washed up as ever." Which me, I took that as the Wash King. Wash King. Yes, <laughs> that, I thought yeah, that yeah, was yeah. brilliant. I thought that's the, awesome. That I thought that. it was fucking brilliant and then another thing lebron said was everything is going to be all right i promise right and you know what that is right that's band his school it's his school Mm -hmm. exactly it's his school program the i promise program right at the school i thought that was awesome and as you know as a belichick guy i appreciated the uh there's a lot of subtle messages yeah yeah with algae you know rocking the hoodie with the with the you know uh the headset and just acting like belichick and uh, I thought it was brilliant movie, and I found it interesting that LeBron wore number six. Yeah, right? yeah. I yeah. feel like he had to do that though because he had to separate himself from yeah. twenty three. It was really, really weird. And so, but he actually is wearing number six this, this year, this coming season. So I'm, I'm thinking that's why it, it, you know, he wore that. Um, but for me, my perspective on the whole movie was. Algie represented the the internet, the evilness of the internet, right? Like like you said. Um, LeBron's followers being on the scoreboard. To me, that's representing everybody watching and critiquing LeBron as he's losing in that game, right? And then obviously it changed and stuff like that. But Al G was an evil uh, uh, person in the movie, the villain. And I think he represented the, 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 the internet today, like Twitter 
and all that stuff. So I, I, I found, I found that like really interesting cause it was modern. It was current. And, um, yeah, I just loved it. I thought it was really good and I really want to watch it again. And you know what guys? So I approached this differently than you because the original Space Jam, I literally saw it so long ago, I don't remember a damn thing. And I actually, I don't even remember if I watched it in full. I can't believe that. And You're I, the first person I ever heard say I, that. I had too. to have watched it once, at least, in full as a child. And then I saw bits and pieces here and there throughout the years. So I approached this differently. I told you guys I was going to do this. I said, I'm going to watch the new one first. And then I'm going to watch the old one. And I did that. And... Well, first of all, anyone that shits on this movie is just a hater. That, that's it. I mean, it was good. It was funny. I was laughing the whole time. I was, I was entertained. The entire if you time. have a six or seven year old kid, they love that movie. It's a no brainer. I mean, just everything. It was so connected to the now and also just the references to the past. Like even they had some just plenty of scenes where they were referencing the old movie, even though like it was a completely standalone movie. It had nothing to do with the first one. They were just... Uh, a handful of things that I saw that were, were similar. I can't specifically reference it to you because I just haven't seen it enough. But I thought that they were, like, basically even. It's like, it's pretty obvious that the new one had some better features because it's just that much newer. Well, looking at the graphics from the first oh one and this God. one, it's like night and day. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, and, like... I had some very small pointers. Otherwise, like, I think very, very even. Like, I, I would say that MJ was better at acting than, than LeBron, and they both weren't great for the record. They, they played their parts, but, like, MJ had a little bit of emotion at least. Like, yeah. LeBron was just kind of, like, flat. Stiff. Stiff. You know, and it's not even a knock on him because some of the, like I said, like the stuff going on around him was really funny. So it didn't matter so much. That's like nitpicking, you know? One thing I loved about this one too, uh, LeBron's, I love that he was animated. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I thought that was awesome that he was animated, dude. One thing I do hate about it, the movie, I'll be honest with you, was the game in the end. Like, I didn't like the style points. I want to see a basketball game. So, I'm actually with but you I on get that. it. I get it, because it was a son's video game. That That's was cool. That's the only reason like, I kind of gave it a pass, because I'm like, ugh. okay, I get it, but I wish it was more of a basketball game. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to see one 1,041 to 1,039. It, exactly. So... I, but like it's hard well, that's because like again saw, too, you yeah, know? it's like exactly, they were just trying to be modern with the way that they approached the movie. The video like, game aspect of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, the one portion when his family and his older son get into uh the Toon World, he says it's Dom's game, do not play it. And LeBron like kind of was like, Yeah, 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 I know how to play it. I thought I'm like, damn, like there's another like he knew in his head, like he had no idea what his son was doing. You could tell by like the look on his face when he's trying to act that way that he didn't know how to play the game. And I also just pointed out to you guys right before the show, like just the the voice the voices were different. Uh the Looney Tune cast in the first one and the second one, the, the voiceovers were different. I thought that the first one were the, the original guys are obviously going to be better than the new guys. That's just the way it is. But yeah. it wasn't so drastic that it ruined the experience for me. Like anyone that's freaking out over this Cry me a fucking river. Like, just keep your mouth shut and stop steering people away from this. This is a great movie for everyone to see, uh, adults and kids alike, honestly. 
if you're an adult, there were so many ways that you you could have enjoyed this movie. Just the the NBA references and all that stuff. I thought it was a great, it was great. follow up to a classic movie. It was really I, I good. And and how often can you say that when you're comparing yeah. to a classic? Not often. They did as good as that's you possibly pressure. could that's have hard. done. That's hard. Yeah, like that's hard to do. Yeah, so, I just think the overall creativity of the movie was was awesome. Don I think Cheadle it it was awesome. Me. Yeah. Oh, Don Cheadle was like the missing ingredient from the first one. I yeah. mean, I know Danny DeVito did a nice job with the voiceover with the uh, the Monstars boss and all, but like. But he was animated the whole time. He was animated the whole time, and also Don Cheadle, uh, he just he's the perfect fit for that role. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his, but he he was really good, really good. Yeah, I thought I get, I give it a full A plus. I thought it was great. I really do. I would give it a, a B plus because I, I didn't like the game. Like, I don't know. The yeah. style points was corny to me, but like, I well, understood I'm just going, the point. I'm just going on, on story alone. No, the story was fantastic. Yeah. Creativity like, was fantastic. I ain't even giving it a letter grade. I'm just going to say, go watch this, everyone. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Go watch it. And unfortunately, even though I know we love talking about these guys, we're moving on to football. Tom Brady, football. as always. Okay, Tom Brady. Played the entire season with a torn MCL. Goat shit. Holy shit. I couldn't tell. Goat shit. I couldn't tell. Hold on. Before we get into that, everybody, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and also hit the notification bell. And also give us a follow on all our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We would greatly appreciate it. I'm so glad I'm, you remember to say that because I never remember to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Every time you say that, I just laugh to myself. A lot of I say it in my house when I'm like doing the dishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of content like this show. A lot of content. But oh guys, God, we're going to approach this in a quicker manner, okay? So bottom line is, like, as if you didn't think Tom Brady could get any better this year, um, the way we're going to approach this is I'm going to give you his stats from this past season. I'm going to give you the projected stats I'm going to tell you if he, he does better than last year. I want you to tell me if he does better or equal or less. Okay. Scream at me. So on a torn MCL, Tom Brady, he had 4,633 passing yards with 40 touchdowns, 12 picks, and three rushing touchdowns. Okay. I'm not surprised. So that gives him a – that gives him a, I mean, he was easily top 10 in fantasy points. I'm not even going to give a fantasy slant either. here. Okay. And the projections, and you can tell me if this this kind of, you know, meets your expectations or if you think he's going over. Uh, same thing, the projections, four thousand six hundred eighty nine passing yards, so they're projecting an increase, a decrease in touchdowns at thirty five, and one less pick, and one less rushing touchdown. So guys, I mean, where do you stand here? Do you think that, do you think Tom Brady can do better since he's going to have a healthy knee? I think he's going to hover around the same, but I would say that they're going to go up, just not substantially. Um, uppy up. Yeah, uppy up. <laughs> so yardage, does he go up? I think he's going to be at 5,000 uh, yards Whoa. this year. Absolutely. 5,000 5, passing yards. And he had, 40 he had 40 touchdowns for the season. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say he's around 40 again. Uppy up. Yeah, 40 to so 45. you guys are both saying increase got, in stats. I got 44 TDs. I don't understand Damn. how you say anything. I don't understand how you say I mean, less. Look, he, he was playing on a torn MCL, first year with a new team, right? No offseason. Yeah, in a COVID season, and now he has an offseason. He's he's healthy. I, it's a no-brainer. And They're loaded. The whole team is <laughs> the back. The whole team's back. And if you don't think AB is going to be better this year He's than last be awesome. year, you're sadly mistaken. Everyone's sleeping on AB. AB is going to get himself a new contract. Yeah, I agree with that too. But listen, so 50 touchdowns? 
<laughs> that's hard. That's hard. That's I mean, their lot. schedule is going to be one of the hardest in the league, right? I mean, they won a Super Bowl, so I feel like their schedule will be. Here's the thing. I won't be shocked if he throws for 50 touchdowns. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, my God, he really just did that. I will laugh, but I won't be shocked because they're going to be better. I will be shocked because, like, if like when I watch the 07 Patriots team, like, he threw 50 touchdowns that year. They were scoring every three minutes. It was It was insane. It was like I was watching a video game. His offense now, dude, you could argue is better. Oh, hold that. That's a good one. We should definitely cover that soon. Yeah. Um, I'll give you my take, though. I think he's going to be right around the same, and that's not a slight at all. No, I no. He's no, no. He's going to be covering exactly what he did last year. Right around the same, uh, maybe a slight increase or slight decrease. He's going to be forty-four. It's it's forty-four. I couldn't tell. It's going to be close, though. I don't, I don't expect, like, a moderate increase or a crazy increase just because of the knee. I think that his efficiency might be better. Oh, I, I agree. He's going to come out of the gates a little bit better. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to translate into better production. It just means that the, the team I think they're going to have a couple blowouts, better. too, like like similar to Patriot days. There's going to be a couple a yeah, couple games yeah, that they absolutely, like, dominate smoke teams. Somebody. Yes, yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. But we're going to touch on that, okay? I got another quick hitter for you. Another Aaron Rodgers thing, okay? Adam Schefter reports that Aaron Rodgers declined the Packers extension offer this offseason that would have kept him in Green Bay the next five years. It would have made him the highest-paid QB and player in the league, and it would have made him the highest-paid player ever. So Adam Schefter says it's proof it's not about the money, right? Guys, is Adam Schefter correct? Um, Yeah. Is... Aaron Rodgers done in Green Bay. I have to ask you again. He's I'm, not coming and back. This is just no, a quick hitter. Dude, he's quick done. Hitter. Dude, he's done. He doesn't fuck with the organization. He's not I think coming he's back. Done. I think I, he's done. Too. I don't think money matters to him because oh. if the more money they give him, it prohibits them to getting more weapons for him. And it doesn't I make think, any sense. I think now it's a slight because now they're trying to buy him. They're not doing it because it's the right thing to do or he earned it. Now they're trying to buy him back to the organization. Absolutely, but uh, like I said, it prohibits them to get other players around them. So why would he take? <laughs> the full contract like that like to me like you're hurting your chances well i mean they did make it to the nfc championship game last year with that roster yeah but if you give them that big of an extension you're 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 you're, you're handcuffing yourself to get more players around them yeah so i mean point being look if you if you decline that deal then obviously your beef exceeds money and obviously you want out that's my take it's not about money it's not about money. It's about control. It's he, he feels like he should have control in the organization. You he drafted should. Jordan That's Love? It. Go lay in that bed. We'll see how that works. There you for go. You. And I agree with that. That yep. bed's full of splinters and shit. Yep. Enjoy. <laughs> it ain't going to be nice. Yep. All right. And we're going to have to move on again. Top five QBs of all time. Oh. All time. Wow. All right. uh, you want me to go? This is how we're, we're going to end the show today, guys. I mean, my okay. list is pretty... This is how we're ending it today. All right, cool. All right. Awesome. I mean, we we might have mentioned a few of them already. So I want you to start. I'm going to hand it to you, Nick, first. Top five all time. You can count them down from one to five, five to one, whatever you want to do. All time best, Nick. All time. I'll start at five. (laughs) I'm, I'm torn with five because I have two players in mind that I really... I, I don't like one, but I love the other, but I think one is better. It's Aaron Rodgers and Steve Young. I, I grew up 
watching Steve Young. I loved him. Like I had his jersey on, running around in the houses, you know, as a kid. Um, just just watching him play, he was just phenomenal, man. You know, just to even like even in the shadow of Joe Montana, the way he performed was just electric. You know, it's hard to like copycat what Montana did with the Niners, but Steve Young was awesome. He followed it up. You know, it's hard to live in the shadow like that. So, but also Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre too, right? So like I, I kind of compare them too. But the more talented one, I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is five for me. Um, four, I'm gonna go with Drew Brees. I think he's wildly underrated and very underappreciated. The way he took uh, New Orleans uh, by storm uh, was just amazing. Everything that happened with Katrina, the way he took over that city, they love him down there. I was in Louisiana uh, earlier this year, and he's he's the face of that city. And uh, it's hard to argue his number one in almost every statistical category almost pretty much like he's been fucking phenomenal and um i love drew Brees' game i like i liked his character so i got him at four and number three i got joe montana uh it's hard to argue against four no in the fine in the uh super bowl joe cool uh four no that's come on that's legendary and i mean yeah he had jerry rice but who cares he, he maximized his potential with Jerry Rice, so I respect that. Uh, number two, Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning was better than Joe Montana. I don't care. No, nobody commanded an offense like Peyton Manning. He went up to the he went up to the line of scrimmage and commanded the entire thing. He audibled. He saw the game a different way. He studied film. There was nobody like Peyton Manning in that regard. And number one, come on, cuz it's TB12. What are we talking about here? It's it's a no brainer. He's a certified number one all time. I don't care. I don't care what the fuck you guys got to say out there. He's the best in the game and ever. So that's where I'm at. And uh, yeah. All right. So number one, I'm going to go the opposite way. I have Tom Brady number one, obviously. I don't really think it's to me. That's not even a fun sports debate anymore because it's over. (laughs) Like like Jordan and LeBron, you could argue. Now it's just a matter of arguing for who's second best. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's number one. He ruined everything. Yeah. Number two, I also have Peyton Manning. I didn't get to see Joe Montana. So to me, Peyton Manning, and if you're just going on skill alone, just skill, Peyton is probably the best ever on just skill. Peyton, dude, was a, an absolute wizard and my favorite. And it pains me that I can't argue the point anymore with you. I can't do it anymore. I've been screaming this. Yeah, so I got Peyton number two. Number three, I have Montana, like you, 4-0 in the Super Bowls. Never threw an interception in a Super Bowl either, which I thought is a really, really awesome stat. Number four, I have John Elway. Wow. The first quarterback I ever, like, loved. Wow. Yeah, he was the first quarterback. I remember sitting in in my uh, den with my dad and, like, my mom watching John Elway. That was the first quarterback that got me interested in football. He usually finds his way into the top five. I love John Elway, dude. He's usually love, five, though. I love Shannon Sharp, Terrell Davis. I just, I love John Elway. So to me, and he has two Super Bowls. And he won them at, in the back part of his career. I think he was 36 and 37 or 35 and 36 when he won them. I instantly think of the helicopter into the end zone. Yes. Or he got iconic play. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's like he's iconic tough. and iconic. Yeah, it really yeah. was. <laughs> he's he's tough as nails. And I just like I love John Elway. And my number five dude is probably gonna shock. Dude, number five, Brett Favre. 
Wow. I mean, Whoa. no cap. Hold, hold on. No cap. You don't have Drew Brees in your top five? I don't. It was He's number six for me. I have those two right there. That's who it was. Guys, I got to be honest. I don't know what's more disrespectful. Drew Brees not being in this top five or my homeboy telling me to go on Match.com. I don't know what's <laughs> going on out here. Well, let's, let's talk about it. I care. I care. Hold let's on. talk about Family. It. You don't have Drew Brees in your top five? He leads like almost every category in, in, in passing i know i know i know it was tough for me but i just if i had it my whole thing is if i had to take one quarterback to win me a game i'm taking brett Favre over drew Brees. wow he's a gamer i just i love the way he played the game he's tough as nails just like john elway they got the same amount of rings i love the gunslinger and he's been the one more super bowl he's a gunslinger and he takes the chances that you need and it's just to me, man, it's it's Brett Favre, bro. It really is. And then, like I said, I got Drew Brees at six, and it was tough. But I just think that if you have one game to win, give me Brett over Drew Brees. Wow. I like Brett Favre. I love Brett Favre. Yeah, how but can like, you not? Wow. I'm shocked. But I respect it. Cool. So after listening to not you really, two, no. I'm going to go one to five as well because I think that one through three – I mean, it's exactly the way it should be. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. Obviously, Tom Brady, and yes, I will tell everybody. I've said it in previous shows that Peyton was always my goat. It is no longer arguable. Shut the hell up with your Tom Brady hate. It's and over. I was one of them. I, I was one of them. I was there, dude. I did it my whole life. I hated him. I know. I've been screaming. I couldn't stand him. But you have to just call it what it is. It is what it is. So. I mean, it's not even it's arguable. Not, I can't not. Even believe sucks. people argue. It sucks. Dude. I can't believe you. Like I'm even laughing. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, really it's annoying. Now, it's now like you know, I and I just come around to that like in recent years. So it is what it is. Okay, Peyton Manning again. Like probably probably my favorite. Like favorite I'm actually ever. shocked you have Peyton Manning ahead of Joe Montana. Peyton Manning clear cut number two for me. He was my goat before. The most cerebral quarterback ever. He changed the game forever. The video game numbers and the way the game is approached from a preparation, a game planning, and on the field standpoint, no one has ever done it like Peyton Manning ever, and that I will never change. The most cerebral quarterback ever. He was an offensive coordinator on the field. This is ridiculous. It's he used unbelievable. to bother people watching the game because he would go up there and start pointing and audible and shit. Like, he used to get like the last second. Yeah. But Watching him was a form of art. It's different than any other quarterback you'll brilliant. ever see. Like, I am glued to every play that Peyton is playing at quarterback. So, it's a shame uh, the injuries caught up at the end. We'll never know if he could have done more. He got the extra ring basically <laughs> off of a defense. On his um, walker. He deserved it, but though. He, but he deserved it in the front of his, of his career when the team had no defense uh, largely you know, almost his entire Indianapolis career. He had no defense. So um, so he deserved it is what I'm getting at. But, again, change the game. So clear cut number two is not even close for me. Joe Cool's number three. I think it's obvious based on what you guys said. Um, that's how I grew up watching a lot of Joe Cool footage. I mean, I was one of those kids that instead of, you know, I, once I got tired of cartoons, I was watching NFL films, watching all that old shit, even the fucking black and gray you know, all that shit. Leather helmets. Um, leather helmets. <laughs> Joe Cool, though. I love Jerry Rice, too. I'm a big Jerry Rice guy. But um, clear-cut number three. And again, not even close. 
Subject to change, though. At least I could see someone catching Joe Cool. I can't see anyone ch- ch- uh, catching up. Who? I'm not going to say that yet. I know who he's talking about. Pat, Pat Mahomes. Okay. All right. As long as you don't and get also, disrespectful. And also, Aaron Rodgers' career is not over yet. And you can walk out. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> he walked out, guys. That's his own problem. Because guess what? Aaron Rodgers is number four on my list. He dipped. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is number four on my list. Come on back, Mike. I'm going to educate you. All right? Aaron Rodgers is number four on my list. And that was actually like, I don't want to say last second change. Here, let me tell you who number five was first. Don't get upset, Nick. Dan Marino. You guys are forgetting the most talented quarterback in NFL history. He was the most talented. Aaron Rodgers is probably right there. I'm not going to say he was the most talented ever yet, but Dan Marino was was the most talented quarterback ever. Okay? No ring, though. That definitely hurts. Um, Drew Brees, the stats are there. I can't believe you guys don't have Drew Brees in your no, top five. He's probably, I mean, like, for fuck's sake. I love Drew Brees. But <gasps> I, I can't. I just simply can't. Dan Marino, got all those stats. only been in one bowl. Dan Marino was the most talented quarterback in NFL history. And that's, again, that is that is not even. A little short. You know. Dan Marino didn't win a bowl. He in my top five. This I'm, is what I'm saying. So this he's always going to go down as the best player to never win anything, really. Brett Favre won one. Been the two. So, what the fuck does that but, matter? It matters. Come on. Let him finish. But yeah, Sorry. Aaron Rodgers is definitely number four um, with a chance to, to go higher as well. Because he's not done yet. He's, he's probably got a solid three to five years left, if we're being honest. I mean, this is all situational. So, it's, it's kind of hard to predict when his situation is so up in the air right now. But. I mean, after last year, I don't see how you don't think he could be playing for at least five years. He's not Tom Brady's age, so why not? What makes him climb up? What makes him climb up to Joe Cool? He's got to win another ring, at least, for me to consider. And that's because this is Joe Cool we're talking about. You do realize Aaron Rodgers, since his playoff victory, has blown in the playoffs. This is this is opinion-based, isn't it? No, no, no. Look at his record. I mean... It depends. If you're going to specific games, like the, the game against the Bucks, that was atrocious. But, like, it's a I'll game by one, game. One of. game I give him a pass on, the uh, Seattle one. Also, don't forget, like, as much as we're talking about quarterbacks and winning, because it, it does matter more for the quarterback position. It's a team game. Oh, yeah, though. It quarterback is, is It is a team everything. game, and Mike McCarthy held that team back for an extra five years. He should have been fired long ago. So... It would have made a difference, in my opinion. And the Packers, another team where it's the same as Peyton, where the defense was marginal at best for his entire career. You got that. I mean, that that stands out the most to me. Like, Joe Cool was at least on these incredibly balanced rosters entire career. It's almost like I'm not throwing out uh, all, all the clutch moments because you can't, but he did have the same kind of Tom Brady help, you know? He had really good rosters and great coaching. We're talking about two of the best head coaches ever, Bill Walsh and, and Bill Belichick. So, I mean, to me, that is, that's like an elevator. Peyton Manning was basically a head coach. So, like, <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't necessarily <laughs> need that. Uh, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers didn't have that. He didn't have that the length of his career. I just feel like Aaron Rodgers has, like, to me, he has more. I remember blunders from him. But you're a, but you're a notable Aaron Rodgers hater. 
So, yeah, a little bit. Like, I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but I respect his game. I mean, to me, it's just he had one playoff run, and that was it. That and was that, it. And that playoff run would have been different if not for Riley Cooper's drop in the end zone. Yeah. For, yeah, with uh, Michael Just pointing Fett. that out. I saw that up close in person. So I can't but, forget that. The I mean, team, get, the team that won blown. that game was winning the Super Bowl, and sure enough, it happened. It just wasn't us. Yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. But. So, sorry. I mean, Drew Brees. You know, do you have Drew Brees I'm six? hurt. Who do you have six? I'm just curious because I have Drew Brees six. I didn't, I didn't go that far, but it's, it's hard to not put him at six. So I will I will leave you at that I think. Okay. I, I mean I can I can revisit this for you and, and give you a, another answer, but um, as of now I would I would lean there. I, I don't think he gets enough respect either. So I agree with you there, Nick. He's disrespected. I just think that I, I think that Drew Brees is great, dude. I'm not saying that. But he's I, I just don't wow, know. Disrespected. He he he's definitely in my top ten. I'll give you that. Okay. I mean that's that's fair. Look at all the the phenomenal quarterbacks over time. So, and I've seen a bunch of different names in this in this argument. So, so that's what? Where we're at. So, what makes you guys not put him in your top five? Like, like what did he not do for you guys? I don't feel like you can insert Drew Brees on a team and instantly go get yourself a bowl. New Orleans did. It wasn't. It wasn't instant, but and it he was, beat Peyton. Peyton lost that Super Bowl more than Drew won. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Well, it was good coaching by Sean Payton. I, I with agree. The onside kick. I totally know, agree. But Payton threw the, Payton threw the interception that sealed that fate. It wasn't like you know, I just to me, like I said, the reason I'm, I feel like if I if it was Drew Brees or Brett Favre, Brett Favre's winning you that game, before Drew Brees is. The one thing that Drew Brees is always going to have in his favor is the numbers, but again, this is like, this is where it comes back to the team point too is. Just the perfect situation for a quarterback. A quarterback-friendly offense with Sean Payton. Uh, always he had always the, had wide receivers. Always too. had the weapons. He was playing in a dome his whole career. Like, so I, I'm not handicapping him based on that. I just think that everyone I named is clearly better, and I'm not thinking twice either. They were just better. Period. Like you guys are wild. Well, he looked at me like I was crazy. Point. You, you guys are Drew wild disrespect. Am I on an I island? Would... Or is he on an island on that? I'll be on an island. I don't give a shit. No, I'm just I'll curious. live on this I island. Drew Brees that is great. more in an equal light, although I feel like... Like you can go either way on that? Yeah, because... Yeah, I think so. Okay. But Brett Brett, probably I would... You know, I, you know, I can't say that. No. They're equal. How about that? Equal? Wow. That's, I'm You're perplexed. disrespecting Brett. I, I'm not at all. I love Brett Favre. I'm not disrespecting but Drew I'm, though. But his <laughs> Drew Brees is his. He's leading like the stat category in almost everything. Like, how do you argue that? Especially you, Mike. You're a stat guy. You're done, a stat he junkie. Done more. He could have done more. That's what I'm saying. That's he came why. up a tad short. Okay. Okay. That's that, fine. That's why though. Fair. For me. And fair. also, he that's, never won that's an fair. MVP. That's so. fair. That's fair, but yeah, you have, that too. I never even that, thought of that. That is definitely something. He Hold never on. won an MVP. That's fair, but you have Dan Marino as as your top five, but he never won. I'm curious why. Dan Marino Just simply dude, gets talent love. base right there, and and I don't I don't think that you will find many top fives that he's not in. I think Drew Brees changed the game as far as quarterbacks. In general, because Marino, all, the, all the short quarterbacks coming in, like Russell Wilson, oh, like he sure. birthed them for sure. 
he birthed them. So he Absolutely. changed the game in that in that regard for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So but yeah, I I think he, you guys. If Dan Marino was on the Saints' offense, oh my God, look out! That's the difference for me. It's like if Dan Marino took his place even during that time period. Yeah, he wouldn't have won another bowl. I think it's just magic. It would have been magic. And Dan Marino was thrown to to wide receivers of the likes of Don McNabb's weapons minus the TO here. So, I mean. Just pointing that out there too. He he did this with virtually nothing. I don't know. I, I just think thought. different I just different think time period of the game, but the way he uplifted that entire city after Hurricane Katrina, I, I, it's just really hard to argue. You could say me. it was I mean, biblical. Yeah, but exactly, it's bro, not putting a, him in my top five. That's what I'm saying. Or and, most top five. And just real fast to draw a parallel, that was my same thing with Philip Rivers. Those are all feel good stories, but that doesn't make them better quarterbacks. His entire body of work, it's great. Has exactly. I know that. Yeah, like it's sixth. Yeah. Let me let me just, just tell you something about Dan Marino. Like Dan Marino was thrown for for five thousand, four thousand plus yards before anybody in the history of the game. Like that's that's just Dan Marino revolutionized the quarterback position. Like that was when that clean. was when the passing game evolved. It was with Dan Marino. That's that's pre-Peyton Manning video game numbers. Then Peyton just took it to a whole different level. But Dan was the first to do it. Peyton Manning also had bomb squads on offense. I will say this, though. But Peyton would have done that no matter what, in my opinion. He did. He did it with the Broncos. I will say this. So it's Drew Brees never won an MVP. Like, he's been wildly disrespected his I entire I actually can't career. believe that. And he never it, won an it's, MVP. It's disrespectful, dude. He should have won he at least had one. One, one or two. He should have had one. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, for me, he was never the popular guy, which I don't understand. I mean, like, the way he helped out Hurricane Katrina, I, I just thought that was, I, I think he's an icon. Let me just give me, you some so. context before we call it a night here. 1984 is the year, right? Let me take you all the way back to 1984. I'm still on my dad's balls, but go ahead. <laughs> Dan Marino was a 23-year-old, second-year quarterback, and threw for 5,084 yards, 48 touchdowns and 17 picks. This is 1984. Nobody he, was doing that. Did he win the ring that year? <laughs> team, game, team game. Team <laughs> game. But first team all pro, second. I mean, he, he went to three straight and 4,000 plus yards in each one. He had a remarkable run right there alone. I mean, like I said, revolutionized the position. That's That's exactly why I would put him at number five. Exactly why I expect I expected him actually that, to be higher with you because I know you're very. I was like, I was dedicated always... to four for him, but I think Aaron Rodgers passed him this past year. He passed him. I'm gonna have to get up and get out. And of here I'm again. sorry, but Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that's also looked at as one of the most talented ever, if not the most talented. I got him and this five. is a guy who was a mixture of talent. Yeah, I'm shocked by that too. I'm so, so he's disappointed a, in you. he's a mixture of the talent and the cerebral side. He's like the perfect blend. So what he lacks, though, is maybe leadership. You could maybe argue that. But again, I told you, I have no problem with that, uh, the way he leads. I don't have a problem with that. If you're, if you're going to be a pretentious dickhead, whatever, I don't give a fuck. If you're carrying me in games, I don't I'll give, give a fuck. I'll shit. give you that. Nobody, his teammates care about him, so I don't care. I'll give you that. Nobody leads their team to losses better than Aaron Rodgers. I, will, I, will, I totally agree with you. Cut it, cut it. Yep. We got to get out of here. Now right. take it away. That's the end of our show. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and also hit the notification bell. Also give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys next week.